0: One my, 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 my. for this country, we're walking on. My, 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 my. We stand together to protect this land my, 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 my. for the future. We're hand in hand. My, 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 my.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Environmental as Anything podcast. Hello, we're in on the road. Have a look at the number hike. We've been on the road since...
0: Oh, that's a wonderful
1: effort. 19th of November, we haven't stopped. That's wonderful effort. We've gone around in the communities to tell them that's they are wonderful. strong. That's it. You, you unite the communities. That's what we need. That's, our, that's what we've been doing for the
0: last... For no. 19th of November. Oh, brilliant. Okay, you okay You go the head and off? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So. So, you're Menindi, aren't you? Uh, yeah,
1: the other side of Menindy, 45k south of the other side of Menindi. Yeah, right. So, I think we're the largest landholder in New South Wales Bay area.
0: So okay. We've
1: got 65km of roof frontage, and my family were the first to uh, set up a treaty with the Pitchinger Jar in South Australia back yeah. in uh uh, in the 18, uh, sorry, the 1950s so, Okay, so
0: you're Rob McBride
1: So, Tulano Station So we're situated about 45 k south of the Menindee Lakes
0: Yep, yep On
1: the, uh, Darla, with the Darling Barker and I guess we've been fighting for the last five or six years um, Trying to get the story out here Of what's happening on the Barker And the destruction that's happening Through greed and corruption
0: So that was you I saw on the TV with the dead fish kills? Yeah, I was a
1: dead fish guy claim to fame the only second fish i've ever caught in my life and it was three days dead um, <laughs> and about 10 and a half million people around the world um, and we're still getting um, national geographic bloomberg up last week um, james our son has done some work with the bbc so we're getting the story out to europe and it's just obviously sadly the mainstream australian press has been silenced
0: sure Sure well, it was mostly Murdoch owned, didn't it? Yep. A lot of it, anyway. Um, so, look, the big issue seems to be the first cab off the rank is getting water ownership out of the investors' hands.
1: Just to work out, let's do first things first:
0: who owns what? Yep.
1: And how much water is on each particular property? So, literally in New South Wales, you still got a policy where if they do floodplain harvesting, they can use a stick. So they go along and put a stick in their ground tank and they measure how much water. You go, we live in a world of telemetry. We can send men to the moon. We can send men to the Mars if we want to, and yet you've got to use a a stick. Look, seriously, the, the states, both Queensland and New South Wales, have a lot of criminals involved, and we really do need justice, and that can only come about eventually through a royal commission. Now, the New South Wales government was talking about a royal commission, but they want it with narrow is on they just want sure, a, just yeah. a bullshit one that goes nothing we need a thorough federal royal commission with sweeping powers to make any judgment so to answer the question let's see where the water falls and how much falls who's got legal licenses who's been illegally pumping and, 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 and you know we've had records since the 1950s or sorry, 70s of satellite imagery of all ground tanks so we can check Who's cheated the system through the period from now until then? So if you put a huge ground tank right beside the river that you haven't got approval for and you've just got filled up for the last ten years without water licenses, how do you do that?
0: Sure, okay. And so we've got the three things. We've got floodplain harvesting, we've got catchment off the land of the rain that falls on your land, and we've got pumping out of the river. Yep. So as I understand it, the Western blocks they can actually harvest hundred percent of everything that falls in their land. Plus, a lot of them have this floodplain harvesting, right? Well, it's, it's, it's really... What, what is a right
1: when you... All you've done with floodplain harvesting, it's a nice term, but all you're doing is laser-leveling. You've destroyed, I think, 2.3 million hectares of natural river land. You've destroyed in New South Wales. You've just laser-leveled that, killed all the trees. Then you laser-level all the country back. Then you put a barrier about 6 metres going into the river. And that's supposedly why... Um, Yes, New South Wales Water Minister Melinda Pavey raised the embargoes is because some of the cotton growers might have lost a little bit of equipment. And you go, it's a floodplain, it's supposed to flood, it's supposed to flood the river. So that, there's no harvesting being done. There's water being stolen under the auspice of a term called floodplain harvesting. Yep. And and that's what we... We need all the water that hits the ground. Why have you got 50 million litres of water when you're not told? to
0: Okay, um, so royal commissions tend to come down often with very good findings, and they're ignored. Um, like the, you can count on your yeah, fingers yeah, yeah, one yeah, hand. Exactly. How
1: many? The South Australian Royal Commission came out really well. They only spent five million dollars. Brett Walker and Richard Beasley did a wonderful job. They basically said um, the work done by Barnaby Joyce was criminal.
0: Yeah.
1: Now nothing was done because, unfortunately, the federal political spectrum is such that the nationals need to the liberals have to carry the nationals along otherwise they fall out of government
0: Sure, but the yeah. time
1: will come when we get a royal commission remember you can't put people in jail in a royal commission all the royal commission can do is expose corruption and once they expose corruption then we will Put cases forward to put criminals in jail. So from our perspective, in the shorter term, there are going to be, that we're working on a number of legal cases, as other people, that we are going to put legal cases in against entities, be it state or federal. We won't kind of disclose at the moment, and we will go for the jugular. We've spent the last 18 months knowing exactly we hope who to go for. So you can't grab the tiger from the wrong tail; otherwise, it will weasel its way out. Yep. We're going to grab it by the jugular, and we hopefully had uh, pretty good. The best lawyers, I think we've got the best five lawyers in Australia looking at it.
0: So you're talking group action? Yep. Av- mainly farmers and landholders, stakeholders in the water? In the
1: at this stage we're looking lower darling, but that doesn't mean anything. Um, if we've put forward a strong case, then it's everybody along the darling Barker. So we would give the our findings straight away and say, look, this is the auspice that we're going on. You can either wait a year or two and see how we go, or conversely find a, a funder and go for it on your own merits.
0: And what about, like, the Murray-Darling provides like 40% of the food for the nation. Everyone is basically a stakeholder. Uh, can smaller stakeholders get involved in that and contribute? Every person
1: in every town has every
0: opportunity. If I own a fish and chip shop
1: here in Wilcania, my livelihood's been destroyed over the last five years. Yep. Um, if I'm in Menindee, everything's been destroyed. Uh, if I I was table grape growers you look at the uh, de Toro family in Menindi, they were doing 1.1 million boxes of um, uh, Menindi seedless into Melbourne and Sydney they do none now yep. so look the claims are going to run into the billions
0: can those people get involved in your action though
1: not at this stage because ours is very based on below the Menindi lakes okay. and, and the, the draining of the Menindi lakes at this stage but again all the information will be freely available to everybody so they might get their own lawyers and say well okay that, Kate, you know, get their own lawyers to look over it and say, that's a pretty watertight case. We can either run a comparable case, because I think, I hope, by the end of the day, I hope there's 10 to $15 billion worth of cases from those along the Darling Barker. Okay. Just mums and dads who have had their livelihoods destroyed, their families destroyed, everybody has to leave the bush because there's no jobs here, because there's no there's no community left, there's no nothing left you know, Menindee used to get 2 or 3 thousand people a year working in it, but nobody left, and all the kids have left, so families have broken down, I was speaking to one young uh, Aboriginal uh, gentleman today you know, wanted to play rugby league in his life and there's a piece of dirt out there, he's had to try and run around.
0: For sure, and they place. can't irrigate the grass, and there's no water, yep, and it's not yep. because
1: water hasn't fallen, and that's that's the thing that Australians have got to understand, it's nothing about drought the Manini lakes were drained twice in four years that's corruption, because that's between 14 and 16 years supply of water let go in four years. There's a message. The people up there want the Manini Lakes to fail, and by doing so, they'll keep the water up there. But the Manini Lakes have been there 30 million years. Yep. They're the breeding ground of all the major species of fish life in, in, in the, the whole Murray Darling Basin. We had um, Barry, Senator Barry O'Sullivan one time up here. He's from the very top the catchment. He was out one time. He said, Oh, fucking fish don't get fucking, fucking fish up my way don't come down from here. And right beside him we had a marine biologist who said, oh, I did my PhD on it 20 years ago, uh, Senator, you're dead wrong. 80% of the species that you see come out of the Manini Lakes. Uh-huh. So yeah. the science has been totally destroyed and prostituted by a government who silences. Like today, I was, unbeknownst to me, the police were monitoring me, recording me. I had police taking my picture up there. Um, I'm led to believe that from very reliable sources that my phone's being tapped by two government agencies. Now that isn't the democracy I was born and brought up in. That's a pretty sad state of affairs. When somebody who's just fighting for a river has police monitoring, taking pictures, um, and this happens to me all the time. I, you know, the number of times I make a phone call and somebody cl- hangs up like a minute later. It's, it should be disturbing, but I'm fucking over it. And I just and I've, there's ways of encrypting your messages now to send people that you can send encrypted messages to people, and that's pretty sad. And what we sad that we
0: have to go that way. Yep. It just shows you. So look the cases will bring the bad doers into the courts, but you probably won't get the politicians there or do you think you have inspirations oh, and yeah, oh, politicians yeah, there yeah, as well? Yeah, no,
1: there's a number of you reckon there's paper
0: trails there that'll no,
1: absolutely. There and, and, and just let's just look at water licenses, as I spoke earlier on. There's no register of water licenses held by any politicians or their family. We need all registers. We've got to ask, okay, pull the name out, okay, I don't know. Barnaby Joyce, has any of your family members since 2007 had wa- any water licences? Anybody in your family? Well, then how the hell could you be Water Minister making the decisions you've made that have made those water licences worth tens of millions of dollars when they were worthless before? How can you sit in judgement on a river, and, and I don't know that he has any water licences, but I know a lot of politicians, other politicians whose families do.
0: Well, we know Both eight sides eight, of the political fence. Certainly, well, $80 million with the Taylor
1: corporation Angus that he set up.
0: Um, I don't know what ties he's got in that So still, So that
1: was that was for flood water during a, a flood. So the whole eight, $8 billion was given to get water back in the river. So Angus Taylor was given $80 million to buy a water licence that was totally worthless. Because when you've got a flood coming down, you don't need a water licence. There's a fucking flood coming. So he got $80 million that he put it in a Cayman Islands account. Yep, yep. And, yep. you know, and, and, and obviously... Uh, from what uh, Barnaby Joyce said on radio, obviously the Labor Party had given money to pay and Island's accounts as well.
0: Well, that's the the other point. Um, The Labor Party are involved as well. They're obviously implicated in this. Seeing
1: politicians I know whose family have had large amounts of money made out of water that have not been disclosed. And, And when they did, I don't know how long those politicians will stay in politics.
0: Okay, so both of those sides, though, they've got a vested interest in propping that model up. How do we overturn that? It, okay. Actions like this on the ground level, obviously, the police get involved. I, um, no, no,
1: I think it's very much, no, it's got to be bigger than this. It's the cities. Um, we did a uh, documentary, uh, Rory McLeod did a documentary that we're sending right across Australia at the moment, about 49-minute documentary we're sending out to the... It's going on um, uh, NITV, Aboriginal station, but we're trying to get it on SBS... Um, it's out at the um, cinemas now so that's a way, we've got to get the city people to understand, this is your food supply, we feed 40 million people out of the Murray-Darling Basin, at the moment you're sacrificing all your food security and water security for one crop that can be totally unsustainable and the only place on the planet where they've taken all the water where else in the world, you know anywhere else, I've got nothing against cotton, I wear cotton anywhere else in the world it's a dry land crop and they've got to take the risk, that every one of us have to take a risk, but in Australia they were able to prostitute the right politicians, who were their puppets, and destroy the integrity of the river system, and that's that's a catastrophe not only for this generation, but for generations to come.
0: So, uh, wetland cotton, irrigated cotton, is an industry we can't support, basically, into the future. Not in our country. Yeah.
1: Um, well, at least it's, of it, all it's in our world. country, probably. It's, it's, got a, it's got a track record. The RLC was the fourth largest, oh, yeah. fourth or fifth largest sea on the planet. Now it's gone. Cotton got in there in the 1950s and diverted the water. They destroyed the fifth largest sea on the planet yep. I mean that, that thing went 25-50 miles apart, across and that's gone yep. so that's the credentials that is the blood on the hands of an industry who I, I guess I liken it to cancer um, they get into places you don't expect it um, they mutate they, they've gotten to politics um, I won't say you know, very people high up in very high places in different supposedly things that should be supporting the agricultural sector uh, uh, doing exact, you know, uh, in power that they shouldn't be. If, if they disclose what their position are in the cotton industry, people would think again why they're in that position. But it's, it's a cancer and we've got to dig it out and it can only happen when the people of Australia understand what's going
0: on. We've got a few parallel fights though with the same sort of agenda really. we just had the bushfires. We've got the CSG mining that the federal government's just sort of trying to push the states into doing again in places like the Pilliga, which is obviously a recharge basin for the oh, Great Artesian Basin. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, similar issues, related issues. So exactly right. You know, they're they're destroying the
1: whole aquifer system. Sure. And you know, there's you know, uh, yeah, Fiona Simpson. I believe she's head of the National Farmers Federation. Yes. She used she used artesian water to floodplain harvest her cotton really we're
0: here
1: what being, about our kids what yeah. about the future what are you doing for our kids uh, I, I you know it's each to their own but that cannot be sustainable i don't believe we're here being rescued yeah well, i have got to get out of dodge yeah That's look
0: grubby. thanks rob for but coming on did i give and you my card no i'd love your card though and we'll james
1: do we have my card do you have a card
0: you got a website? You can just.
1: Yeah, Kalane Station.
0: Beautiful, Rob. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. And look, I'm environmentalist. Anything on River FM in Lismore, so we'll give you a call sometime and set up an interview anytime, on air.
1: Please, by all means, I love it too. Fantastic. You know, we just got to get. This is your food bowl, and it's collapsing. Yeah. So unless you're going to get used to eating almonds and cotton, that's all you got to eat. That's what is true. And remember, just cotton's only 1.5 billion dollars. As I said, recreational yeah. fishing is 3.5, yeah. and the wool industry is about six or seven. So you're destroying your whole. These minnows are acting like bullies. They're nothing. Yeah. They're piss ants, for lack of
0: a better word. Just they've got the right well, got, oh, they're, they're,
1: they're, they're like cancer. They've yeah. intrinsically invaded places you wouldn't think. Uh, while we've been working as farmers to respect our country, like the Bakiingi have. These, these scum have been back, backhanding and just going through the system, it's criminal.
0: Look forward to working with you in the future. Look Thank you again. Thank you, so very much. Today.
1: Thank you.
0: Are you looking for the courage
1: to face the hard facts about our environmental crises? Do you want honest reporting on the global solutions that are at our fingertips? Would you like to know what simple, effective local actions you can take to make a positive difference to the state of the world today? Tune in to Environmental as Anything on 92.9 River FM every Saturday from 2 to 5 for all the news, interviews and analysis you need to make the future
0: you want. For the future, we're hand in hand